startup failures, successes, and learning from all over the world. Welcome to a new episode of the International Entrepreneurs Podcast. Baiba, welcome to the International Entrepreneurs Podcast. It's really great to have you on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Please quickly explain us who you are and what you do. Yes, sure. Uh, so hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Baiba, and uh, I'm a founder and CEO of uh, company Export Scene, uh, which is a startup uh, export management uh, company uh, based in Dusseldorf, Germany. And what we do at Export Scene, uh, so first of all, we are on a mission to bring uh, small, medium manufacturers to their uh, export markets within Europe. And uh, we do that by uh, providing with crucial market information, um, connecting with the trade buyers, and overall, uh, yeah, get, uh, maintaining their success in in uh, in a long term journey called export. And uh, we have developed solution that can be uh, plugged into our customers' uh, da- uh, daily business operations, which means we can. We serve our customers uh, remotely, uh, and and uh, yeah, and at this point, uh, exporting has been a bit more than uh, two years. So yeah, we are still a baby, uh, but uh, yeah, we are quickly developing and growing, and uh, it's been really great uh, journey. And I'm happy to share uh, or give a glimpse in it uh, through this uh, podcast. Awesome. I think as long as your company is a growing baby, everything is fine, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. When you were actually working on the realization of your idea, what was the hardest thing to put your idea or business project into practice? Yeah. So, um, of course, there were several things that were that turned out harder than maybe expected. Uh, but to name one, um, so my story is that I'm originally from Latvia, um, and, um, basically I started my business while being abroad and that was definitely the hardest part, uh, for me because, um, you know, you know, those who have started their businesses, they, uh, they, we, we know that it's, it's, uh, hard to switch, uh, already from the role of being employee to being employer. Uh, but then once you do that in a completely different uh, environment in new country, then it's like a double challenge. And that was definitely the, the hardest part. Um, yeah, building my network uh, in, in new country from the scratch. And also actually... I was uh, while I was building uh, export scene. I was uh, not. Uh, I was firstly in Germany, then I was in UK, and then I was in Japan. And throughout all these three countries, I was uh, yeah serving first customers for export scene and uh, revising the business model and and um, yeah gathering the first uh, customer references. So that was definitely the. Very, very challenging one. Of course, very interesting experience as well. But those who are starting, I would suggest, yeah, to maybe settle down and start at least in in your own country, Mm -hmm. if that's possible. (laughs) But of course, it's like life make life. It's never that you can. It's not always that you can plan these things. So, and which was the case for me. So, um, yeah. Sure, that makes sense. Was there anything in particular that helped you to manage this international transition when you moved from one country to the other and to actually 
build up a business there in a completely new and probably pretty unknown country? Uh, well, the thing that uh, helped me a lot was actually another um, social enterprise that I started as a solution to my own problem, which is called uh, Expertpreneurs. Um, so basically, I realized that there is this gap uh, and need for a platform for international entrepreneurs. Because when I was, uh, when I was back from Japan in, in Germany, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to live here for a, now I'm settling down here. So I, I was hundred uh, percent focused on building my own network and, and uh, yeah, getting to know all the, all the business environment here in Germany. And, uh, and, and, uh, and then, then I face many, uh, many kind of obstacles or challenges. First of all, I didn't know the language, uh, the German language uh, on the, on the business level. Uh, I didn't have a network, uh, so everything everything was from the scratch. And I thought, okay, there must be other entrepreneurs like me who are uh, coming from uh, different countries and uh, with their businesses, or, or they are building their businesses here. Uh, and then I reached out to community and realized, yeah, there are actually plenty of uh, these type of people like me. Uh, and and uh, yeah, long story short, that's how Expertpreneurs was uh, born. And um, yeah, in, in, in a brief words, uh, yeah, Expertpreneurs is, is a platform for, uh, for international uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, and we have monthly uh, events with guest speakers. Uh, and, and at this point, uh, so it's been since November last year. And at this point, we have um, around, yeah, for every event, we have around 50 people. Uh, but then in, on uh, our platform on Meetup, we have 700 uh, uh, members. And, and, and wow, in our cool. Facebook platform, we have more than 300 uh, members so it's growing every day and uh, yeah so that was actually I sort of <laughs> made solution to my own problem and, uh, and and it turned out that actually that came as a solution to other people as well for which I'm super happy because at the end of the day it's not about me it's about um, yeah others as well that we all together make a make a community and share our knowledge Absolutely. But I think that's also a wonderful story. You know, with your personal need, you create a solution. That solution also helps other people. So that's like the perfect motivation to start something new. Great story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, all us entrepreneurs, we cannot just sit down and wait once the solution comes. And if you see that the solution is not coming very soon, then you just roll your sleeves and, and, and uh, create your own. Absolutely. Were there also things that were actually easier to do than you expected in the, in the beginning? Um, definitely, uh, there were some. Uh, I would say definitely there were more those things that were harder than uh, those that were easier. Uh, but from those that, that, that was easier than I was expected, maybe it was, um, it, it, it is, I don't know, it, it's somewhere, somehow difficult to explain in the words, but this uh, type of phenomenon when you, when you start to do things and you, mm -hmm. when you, once you get things done, then everything happens, you know, uh, because very often uh, we humans think that, ah, I need to do this, I need to do that. And you just think, 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 and you don't do, you don't act, right? And, uh, and, 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 um, 
yeah, it's it's very theoretical kind of, you know, philosophical, I would say. But this, uh, and, and I think in entrepreneurship, it's uh, the perfect environment where you can uh, prove this concept very well. Like once you start to do, once you get uh, things done, then you see the result. And it and it's amazing. And also uh, in kind of relating, related to this also the the aspect like, once you have some ideas in your mind, you, I would say share it with your network. And it's amazing how um, how responsive your people around you are. So that, that is another thing that uh, I was amazed by. Because initially, I, sometimes you think that, oh, uh, only maybe that's only me who has this idea, but uh, maybe other people are not so interested in that. But then you, uh, I, I would say the main thing is just to reach out and then you see, you know, be brave, reach out and exactly. see what happens. <laughs> First, do. I think that's very important, as you just mentioned. And the second thing also, I, I fully agree there, share your idea or business case, whatever you want to get your hands on with your network. I think a lot of people still get that the other way around, especially in, in European countries where they are afraid if they share it too much or if they share anything that someone else will actually steal their, their idea. At least that was the case at our university. And I think yeah. there it's very <laughs> important to be open to embrace feedback because your first idea will probably not be the business that you will end up having. Exactly, exactly. And I, I'm a big believer of, uh, yeah, idea sharing. And I totally don't believe in the in the aspect that somebody could steal your idea. Well, we'll see. Maybe one day something like that could happen to me as well. Well, we'll see. But I'm totally not afraid of that because I believe that if, if you know your business area very good and you have clear vision, what exactly do you want to do and why you want to do that, then it's very hard for other people who who don't know your kind of you know why why you do that and your concept what you have in your mind to copy that so i mean there is absolutely i don't i don't see any obstacle why to be afraid of sharing ideas yes and i think it it all comes down like ideas are pretty cheap we all have them we all can come up with a hundred ideas exactly if we have yeah. to but the execution is the hard part exactly yep Thinking back about your entrepreneurial journey, was there anything that you would call such as your favorite mistake? And if so, what is it and why? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I had a lot of mistakes and, uh, and, and about each and every of them, I'm uh, sort of happy because they kind of move you forward. And to name one is, uh, uh, yeah, so once we uh, started Export Scene, um, I had already, uh, I've been working in this field before, so I knew pretty much how the things are done, how to uh, yeah, manage projects, how to do marketing, sales, so all the, all the, all the main aspects. And uh, when we started the export scene, uh, we started with a very broad service portfolio. Basically, everything export related from A to Z, you know, kind of uh, one-stop shop. And, uh, and, and then by the time I realized that it's so broad and, and it's impossible to know it all and you don't need to know it all. And, and customers also, sometimes they don't need all, all that portfolio that you're offering. So I would, I would say that was uh, my favorite mistake because um, 
from the beginning by offering all this wide service portfolio and testing all of them and testing with real customers, discussing uh, all these services, um, negotiating sales and all these things with each of these services because we started with around five services. Now we have narrowed it down to one main service. Yeah, I would say one main. Yeah, so from five to one. And uh, I think if I, yeah, so that, that, that was sort of mistake that helped us to revise business model and understand what is our niche, what is really needed for customers and what doesn't make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so that, that, that's, uh, having too broad service portfolio. That was my favorite mistake to, to get where I am today. I think that's, again, a really great story because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially first-time entrepreneurs, can heavily relate to this situation where you just try to fit in everything and do everything mm. that you can just to get some money in to mm -hmm. make some revenue. But then exactly. you actually realize for the long-term game, it's super important that you have a very clear focus and a very clear target group to then do the best job you can to succeed at that and have a successful company. Because the other way around, when you do everything, that's most likely not in all cases, but most likely not going to happen. Exactly. And it's also, I would add, it's also very difficult from the marketing point of view, how you market your company. If you, if you say that you do everything, it's kind of customers could maybe lose trustworthiness in, in, in all that. And, and I think if you narrow it down and focus on some particular niche, you can reach uh, your customers' pain points and, and work around them, you know, so. Absolutely. Fully yeah. agree. <laughs> now imagine that you have a gigantic billboard available where you can put up a message that's very important to you. What mm -hmm. would that message be and what's the story behind it? Yeah, so um, overall, I, I would say I consider myself as a mindful entrepreneur and there are a lot of things that I do on a daily basis to kind of, uh, first of all, to keep me, keep my sanity for the sake of my sanity and also to, uh, yeah, to think about, to remind myself about why am I doing this and what is my, what is the impact that I want to bring out there. Uh, and and if I somebody would offer me this great offer of, uh, of message for a, a gigantic uh, billboard, I would put the question and the question is, uh, if I live every day the same way I did today, what kind of future would that create? <laughs> and that is actually the question that I have written down, I think, on several places in, on, my, in my, uh, on my desk, uh, and in some notes, also in, in my uh, daily planner. And uh, so that is the kind of question that, I'm, that I love to ask myself in the morning because kind of it makes you structured and makes you think and focus on the things that are really important for you and uh, yeah not to waste your time and energy awesome yeah, so that would be i very much like that that's a cool sentence yeah i love it <laughs> last question from my side can you recommend any tools gadgets or additional resources that you sell yourself use on a regular basis uh, yes. Uh, so first of all, I would uh, definitely suggest gym yeah, or any kind of sports activities, which is not really a gadget or a tool. 
well, it, it, it depends how you perceive it, right? But sure. um, um, but yeah, doing sports and gym has helped me a lot, especially in the early days when I started export scene because that was sort of my uh, church. You know, you go to the gym, you clear your mind. Um, yeah, have your priorities straight and your focus clear. And then, uh, yeah, you kind of leave the ne- negative energy there and you get out from the gym with a positive mind and uh, tired, but positive and uh, happy. <laughs> so that that's definitely my um, one suggestion. Um, and of course, it's also for the, for your health. Yeah, because if you are an entrepreneur, probably you work long hours. Uh, and and uh, working on your health as well is very important, I would say. Uh, and and second would be um, the thing called a five minute journal. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, you or some of your listeners have heard about it, but it's um, uh, yeah. So the five minute journal is a, a daily journal that you can. Um, fill out i do i do that on daily basis and uh, it's uh, sort of uh, you write down the things that you are grateful for uh, the things that would make your day uh, successful and then uh, one oh, and bef- so you do that twice a day just before uh, just after opening your eyes yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, in the evening before going to sleep yeah so you kind of you can uh, it's uh, positive programming of your mind. Cool. Yeah, I like so that. I haven't heard about that positive. before. So that's yeah, a definitely very check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, that would that would be it. And and the, the last thing actually that I'm also which is pretty new to me, but I, uh, but I have heard from a lot of entrepreneurs that has helped in their journeys, and and then I have started that as well is meditation, and uh, application called Headspace. Yeah, which is emerging and and really trending now. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. So thank you so much for the great chat and the very cool recommendations that you just gave us. And I wish you lots of success with your company. I'm sure that we will hear from you in the future. Oh, thank you. 